0: What's up guys welcome to the Baxley Strength Training Podcast this is your host Joel Baxley and today I want to kind of discuss what the force velocity curve is and why we will train on that So, simply put, a force velocity curve is on a y and x axis and this curve goes from the top of it all the way down to the bottom. So, when you're looking at this, at the top of this curve, okay, you're on the, as close as you can to the y axis, which the y axis in this case would be the force. The x axis is the velocity in meters per second, all right? So, the higher the force the lower the velocity, okay, and the reason that is, is the more force that is required for that movement, the slower that bar is to move, or whatever that is, will move, so let's say if we're doing a maximal strength lift, that's going to obviously produce the more, more, most force output, but in turn with that, velocity-wise, that bar, or whatever that movement is, is going to be moving much slower, now, as we move down, okay, now we'll start to increase in our velocity. So, next we move on to strength speed. And so, if you don't know what strength speed means, just removed, it just means removing or moving relatively heavy loads as fast as you can. It's pretty simple, but you want to try to move as fast as you can with the maximum load possible. Typically, on this, these are about at 80 to 90%. Um, So with that, you know, this is something that's getting used in more of like for your field events or, you know, Olympic lifting type of deals where you're just doing one to two reps as fast as possible. Um, The next portion of this, as we slowly slide down this table, uh, we start talking about peak power. Okay, so now we're about right in the middle of the force velocity curve and in this we're looking at working with about 30 to 80 percent of our one rip max these exercises are typically going to be producing the most amount of force in the least amount of time Um, basically way you can look at this is it sits right in the middle of what your strength speed would be and Imagine that you're trying to be able to produce the most force as you can. Okay, so in this we're looking at working with anywhere from 30 all the way up to 80 percent, trying to produce as much power as possible. Obviously, the higher you are up in percentages, the more force you're gonna be able to produce. But if you're right there around that 60 to 65 percent range, then now we're gonna be start talking about increased velocity, we're gonna be talking um, more along the lines of like prelipins table, which is that 50 to 55 to 60%. Width, and you add some accommodating resistance. We'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but next, you start talking about speed strength. Okay, so now speed strength is what is used to produce optimal force as fast as you can. This is with 30 to 60%. I know a lot of this sounds the same, um, but as you can see, the percentages are slowly starting to go down. And now if you were to look at this curve, you can see that we're all the way over now towards at the bottom of it where the velocity is the main factor in this and the force is less. So as you go down on this curve, the force will slowly start to go down. Okay, and then the velocity will start to increase, all right? So now with speed strength, like I was saying, we are trying to produce the optimal amount of force in the shortest amount of time possible, okay? This is done at 30 to 60% of our one rep max, all right? So when you're looking at this, this is used for typically like jumps, loaded jumps, um, anything that you know, doesn't necessarily deliver everything to be at its highest, you know, so obviously we're not going to be producing our highest amount of force right now. Uh, We're not going to be producing our highest amount of velocity either, but we're going to be working on this as fast as we can, because it's going to lean more towards the speed rather than the strength side of this, which is why speed is in front of the word strength in this movement. Next we get into maximal velocity and this is simple at this point. Now we're at the bottom of the curve. We are trying to produce the maximum velocity as we can. Okay. And when we're doing this, you can think of it as I'm trying to contract my muscles as fast as possible in order to produce the movement. All right. So when we're looking at this, we're talking about our sprints, our vertical jumps, our broad jumps, um, anything that has to do with like fast moving movements, like so for your plyometric movements, those are the type of things we're talking about. Okay, if you're to drop your speed squats down to 30%, this could be something in that range as well, trying to contract everything as fast as you can. So, next thing when we start talking about various intensities and all those things, and they start getting put together, you know, we can start understanding how to use these things. Okay, so. Simply put, to quickly summarize everything, um, the force velocity curve is just a simple inverse relationship, right? So as one increases, the other one decreases. Um, Now, with that being said, the force velocity curve is something that should be used in every sports performance program. Why would we want to use that in every sports performance program? Well, simply put, it helps you understand what you're what you're trying to go for, and how you want that athlete to move. So you can start diving into this more and say, okay, well, how how do I program the reps and sets for this? Okay, so now if I'm pro, trying to program the reps and sets for this, I would then start to look at pre chart. Okay, right? and so now pre chart, for example, was based on Olympic lifters. All right. now if we know anything about olympic lifting that is a very 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 fast moving sport and there's a whole lot of force getting produced okay a lot of force a lot of force a lot of force so typically we're trying to find our optimal rep ranges all right we're trying to work within our optimal percentages okay now if you compare what pre loop and start is so it's for example pre loop and start everything would be on a three-week wave pendulum we have first set of things first week would be 55 percent for three to six reps and optimal total reps of 24. okay so if you're looking at pre loop and start you basically have the rep ranges that you're trying to work in all right you have the optimal total reps, so anywhere from 55 to 65 percent, your optimal reps is 24. 70 to 80 percent to 18. 80 to 90 percent is 15, and anything 90 percent and above is seven. All right. So essentially, if you're going for a one rep max, your seventh attempt, so after your warm up, after getting into your warm ups, and your seventh set will ideally be your best set. Um, so. Now you have this information. You understand what the force velocity curve is. You understand to an extent of what pre chart is. How do we use these things? How do we put them together? All right. So to, in order to put these things together, um, we're going to take pre chart and we're going to understand where we're at on force velocity curve. Okay. So let's say right now, we have an athlete that's just getting started. Okay. Right? So obviously, our goal is not to have them at the top of that force velocity curve right at the beginning, right? Or at the beginning we're gonna be looking in that peak power stage, trying to understand, get them to understand the movement. So Everything's not gonna be too light. Everything's not gonna be too heavy. Everything's gonna be fairly light. Now, say we have, we start working into a a more advanced athlete. Okay, so now when we're looking at the force velocity curve, one thing with it is we want to make sure that I'm not jumping from one thing all the way up to the next, right? I want to try to control where I'm at, okay? If I'm going for the maximum strength, I have to understand the type of toll that it's gonna be taking on the CNS, okay? So CNS is central nervous system. And if you are attempting or more on this, on one lift, multiple times a week, then your CNS is going to get blown up, right? So if you start to look at Westside's methods, okay, so in Westside's methods, you take a max effort on an upper body movement and a lower body movement weekly, right? Now what that movement is, is something different every single week, it's never the same. So that's kind of how like Westside believes they can cheat the central nervous system now for us when we're looking at this we're dealing with an athlete let's just say this athlete is out of season right so if he's not in season we can look at working at a maximum strength on something you know every week you know whether that be their max effort sprints which would then go down to the maximum velocity right so that's how you kind of control that volume but now if you're looking at that we're looking at each step producing 2000 pounds of force. Right. So now almost us us moving back to the weight room makes it easier on the athlete. So, and that would be like in terms of volume control. Okay. So that is one, one good reason why understanding these charts such as force velocity curve, understanding pre-lip and starts is so valuable. You know, if you can understand where are, you know, our apex of concentric force production is coming from. And you can understand where the apex movement velocity is coming from. You can work in between that in order to help produce the results you're looking for. Right? So if you have an athlete that comes in, they have the good base strength, but they move slow, right? So we're going to be working more towards the bottom of that, um, of that force velocity curve. We're going to be trying to work with, our rep ranges from 55 to 65% on pre chart, 70 to 80% on occasion to try to create that most, as much force as we can, and trying to work more on that speed strength instead of focusing on our strength speed, which then again, we can work on occasionally with this athlete, but let's say this athlete has that base of strength and their goal is to get faster. We need to be working on the speed of the movement as well as the quality of the movement, you know? So they have that base strength, they have it. And so we need to continue to build, right? So understanding this curve, understanding where your athlete is, understanding the chart of pre-opens chart on how to simply program something like that, you know, it all comes into play. So it's kind of looking at pre-opens chart a little bit more in here um so the way that west side barbell breaks this down pre-opening chart pre- pre-opening chart is i guess had broken down for olympic athletes okay now if you don't understand what pre-opening chart is trying to accomplish then that makes it a little harder okay so pre chart is trying to accomplish volume control all right, just like anything that had you guys have ever looked into West Side barbell at all everything West Side barbell is about volume control to allow the athlete to be at its peak every single day. Now, you got to understand also the type of athletes and the type of human beings that those tests were getting performed on. And so being able to, understand that and program specifically for your athletes is huge and it's vital right if you have a athlete that's whose training training age is like one or two years old you have to treat them like a one or two year old you cannot expect them to go perform a max effort lift every wednesday and thursday or thursday and friday whatever those days are you need to implement that dynamic method or you know be able to work off a pre-opens chart to continue to grow their base of strength i mean simply even putting in a five by five program is not the worst part in the world but even if we are on that little five by five program we need to make sure that we're trying to get our athletes to accomplish the maximum velocity that we can but and still being able to produce as much force as possible okay so this is when we start getting the velocity based training which is you know a tremendous game changer at the end of the day, just simply by, if you want to move fast or if you want to be fast, you have to move fast. So that's how you can kind of start to implement those type of things at the beginning of programming. You know, we, as you start to dive into it a little bit more, the force velocity curve is, like I said, the key to training athletes. You can, if you can understand that curve, you can understand how that curve works. You're gonna see some amazing results. Um, if you can, if you have access to a velocity based timer, you know that just makes you working on this curve even easier. Because now you can understand exactly where your athletes moving, how they're moving, and what you're trying to get out of it. So. If you guys got any questions on any of this stuff, feel free to shoot me over a message. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Baxley Strength. And then my email is just baxleystrength at gmail.com. If you guys are interested in me posting more about this on my actual feed or talking more about it on here, I'd love to get that done. I'm going to slowly start to get some guests onto here that can help us with our explanations of things and help us grow. Um, Because there's a lot of phenomenal, phenomenal strength coaches out there that are very, very good at what they do. And, you know, if we can get everybody in here to learn from them as well, it's the sky's the limit. So um, thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast today. Again, if you guys are a train out at a DSM Barbell, if you guys are interested in coming in to check out our facility, please shoot over a message. Hop on over to the website at dsmbarbell.com and come and check us out. You know, it's an awesome facility, awesome community, and really looking forward to seeing it grow. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast today. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Stop, where the brakes at, I give him that D-Bop